Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive, our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers. We love it when you join us every single week as we raise our education level on starting, marketing, and running our float centers, all that good stuff. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float and on artofthefloat.com to find show notes, links, pictures from every episode, all that good stuff. And uh, just to introduce myself, I'm Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon. I think we've been around seven years now. It feels, feels like about seven years. I'm, uh, oh, with my wife, Sandra Calm, of course. I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville and now Float Alchemy as well. Woohoo! Woo! Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, Brian, our beloved engineer, Brian, behind the scenes, co-founder of Art of the Float, is so sick that uh, while he is joining us tonight, he will not be on audio, which... Uh, I'm sorry for all of his fans out there. Uh, so try, bear with us. Try to listen in. But no, you're not going to get the smooth, sultry voice of Brian mm. or his incredible IT knowledge on tonight's episode. I apologize. Um, he did say that if there's something extremely important, he'll leave a speak pipe. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll drop, a, drop a note at the end of the show to hear, hear his... Uh, maybe he'll do some speech to, to voice <laughs> technology to leave a speak pipe. We'll see. Actually, that sounds awesome. All right. Well, before we get started here, I want to thank Float Helm for supporting us. Float Helm is the software designed to, uh, gosh, it's designed for so many things, it's hard to count. The main thing is scheduling your float tanks, your massage, your acupuncture, your saunas, your classes, all that stuff is built into Float Helm. But also, the really wonderful thing that the other guys aren't doing is... Um, Tracking your uh, Epsom salt levels, your salinity, I should say, uh, your pH, uh, hydrogen peroxide, all that stuff is tracked multiple times a day at the float shop. And you would just, what, keep that in a spreadsheet. Otherwise, just have another tab open and just kind of one, one more program running. It's just built into Float Helm, along with many other things that are designed to make your float center run more efficiently. So floathelm.com is where you want to go and uh, go ahead and book your free live tour with with their crew. So check it out. Again, floathelm.com is where you want to go. Uh, our big news today is, well, I guess we kind of already let the cat out of the bag, is that Amy it has had her soft opening of Float Alchemy. It's so <laughs> exciting. Uh, so. I think... I mean, so Amy, exciting. You, you can say that. You can interrupt me to say it's so exciting. Actually, Amy, you can interrupt uh, me anytime. Uh, <laughs> you are thanks. So, Thank you. I do frequently, too. Yeah. <laughs> so glad you're amenable to yeah. it. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you do a lot. No. <laughs> um, I don't think you ever do. But uh, let's hear. I want to hear about your week, but I have a feeling mm -hmm. your week is kind of the whole main topic of today's episode. So if, if, if I may. Let's I'll, talk about you, Dylan. Let's, let's talk about Dylan a little bit. I, I need to like talk it. about me. I gotta, I gotta I... open up a little bit. I actually am feeling a little bit raw tonight, to be quite honest. I just got oh. back from my martial arts class. I've been going there since I was 13 years old, and uh, they're moving locations, and uh, it, it, it's all good. I'm, I, I'll be there. Um, still, still go to the where they're changing locations. But um, I was just talking to him for about an hour, talking to him about what I've got on my plate, which seems like a lot these days, and talking about what's on his plate. And honestly, I was just in tears hearing about people coming out of the woodwork supporting him. Uh, you know, we talk about construction and how much construction costs and, and uh, all the expenditures that just kind of grow and grow and grow. Well, he's on 
limited funds. He's a small business owner, just like we are. He, he and his wife run, run the martial arts school, I should say they. Uh, Sifu Christine was my teacher since I was 13, and then he started teaching me around 16, something like that, and eventually I just started being his student. Uh, but anyway, going, going too deep into this. So um, one of his... Uh, one of a child students' parents uh, is a contractor and um, basically said, hey, let me let me come on in and just kind of look at the numbers for you. I'll put it into this program and we can look at what your construction costs are going to be. Puts it all in. It's about what he anticipated, which was great. I was already nervous going, oh, God, it's going to be way more than he thinks. So it was, it was a good number. And then he says, but now if we cut out the profit part here and if we talk about uh, cut out the managerial uh, hourly cost here, then it lowers it to this price here. And he's like, well, why are you cutting that? Like, what are you talking about? And, and basically... This is just one example of many examples he gave of people who just believe in the school and what they're doing for people and contributing, contributing whatever way they can. Some of it's financial, um, others, other ways it's their expertise or their time. And it's just, just cracks my heart open. It's just so sweet. Uh, and it couldn't, uh, couldn't be for a better person. And, you know, somebody who's been impacting my life since, like, like I said, since I was 13. So, uh, I, I don't know, um, I don't know better people, so it just uh, feels so good to to see that, and it it reminds me of things like our patrons and just the tight community that we have here, and the team meeting that we had, uh, our monthly team meeting I had this morning where I left just going, oh my god, you know, it was um, Gloria episode, we were talking about how we can't be friends with our employees, and I was just like, you know, I turned the corner on that again. I just, I go back and forth in this feeling about the relationships that I have with uh, employees. And it's just such a beautiful crew there. They're just such vibrant people and our clients love them. And it's a cool community to be a part of. I, I get to show up and, you know, I... Um, I guess I'm. <laughs> I guess I'm a leader. I, I am there to lead the the event. But um, even today, when I was very scatterbrained, they're all leaders in their own, and um, they're also all friends. Some of them are roommates. You know, it's just this incredible mishmash that isn't necessarily recommended. And the the burns that can happen can be brutal um, because it isn't just like a business decision of letting somebody go. It can be really personal as well. But um, Right now, I wouldn't trade that. Like, it's just such a beautiful thing of what exists currently. So, uh, just just feeling a little little raw like that right now. <laughs> so, come, coming out of the podcast, running hot. Uh, yeah. So we we did um, have our weekly, excuse me, month monthly meeting. Um, I think I mentioned that Emily, our manager, and I uh, and Sandra have a weekly meeting that we get to mm -hmm. do now, which has uh, helped things out quite a bit. Um, I think last week I talked about how I think I've been dropping the ball with the float shop a bit, um, that I need to be held a little bit more accountable. Um, and so we, we did talk about that at our meeting today, or, or at least about um, what I'm going to be doing, things that they can be doing, and things that we need to hire out for. So there's, there's just more structure. So instead of just seeing things fall apart day to day and waiting on me, there's, there's ideas of, oh, this is being taken care of on this date, or this is something I can take care of. Would this be something along the lines of more defining what the roles are so that there's more clarity? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I know Mark and I went through that with our employees and we're still trying to refine it, but that has made a huge difference. And when you have it in writing, it's even better. So, that's yeah, you know, one thing, I mean, pretty awesome. 
it, yeah, it, that will be in writing, like as far as employees versus me versus contractor yeah. or, yeah, yeah. Um, but our fix it guy. But then the other part is even within the employees, like uh, I think Emily was saying, you know, Abe, you can do this. And or you, this is your wheelhouse. And Abe was like, using a drill? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. So, you know, um, you know, maybe Anna and Abe are more handy with the with the uh, tools and that's not Emily's wheelhouse. Okay, let's figure that out. Let's let's see who who should do what. Let's talk about it. Um, because I think I've taken on too much responsibility, but then I have too many responsibilities and um, and then I start feeling guilty. Things aren't getting done. They don't feel good. Stuff isn't getting done. And then Lord knows how that's impacting our clientele. So that's um, just something something in the works and stuff that we would like to have done by the float conference in Portland. That is, you know, I guess it's technically not a ton of people who see it, but it um, is where we kind of get on display in the float industry. And um, it's also just like a good date to have, like, let's aim for this and, and uh, do our best. Like last year, we got a lot more done having a date ready to um, kind of clean up the shop and we didn't get every mark, but it's just nice to have a date. Like this is, we're, we're truly trying to get things to show ready by a certain date. And I think when you're just a business that's open, especially, you know, we're open seven days a week, it's easy to just kind of get into this. Uh, the business is what it is. You don't see the cobwebs anymore. You don't see this, the chipped paint, um, but then going, we, we want this at a, in a very particular way by a particular date means you're going to aim for that and, and uh, try to get it up to snuff. Uh, beyond that, let's see here. Um, I put up a little post out to uh, the float shop page, just a Facebook post to say float models wanted. And uh, I got a ton of response. I am so excited about really? that. Really? From your yeah. from your clientele base? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So just people who like us on Facebook. Now, so A, um, the survey that people took on the Patreon uh, talked a lot about more uh, body diversity, uh, racial diversity, just diversity. And that's exactly the response I got from our community. It's like so much diversity. So I'm incredibly excited to start photographing and uh rolling those out to to the community as well to those people who are willing yeah i you know i hope as you're taking these photos it would be really cool to hear the story of the models and you know i know that we had a model come in who was more curvy and she was very very nervous she was terrified but she just lost a lot of weight and she's feeling it and she's like i'm gonna do this for myself and when she was done with the shoot and she saw the pictures for her, it was, it was something a lot more profound than just a Hmm. quick photo shoot in a float tank. Hmm. So I bet you're going to have a lot of really great stories from the people that are coming to be a part of this process. It's exciting. Brian, Brian can't speak, so he can't jump, uh, into me talking and cut me off because I always say too much, but I'll just say that, uh, that I, I am also inspired by that and, and want to do stuff with their stories as well. I think, I think there's definitely something there. Um, you know, I've, I've pulled a lot of my friends off of the rock wall and said hop into a float tank. And, and now it's truly people who float with us regularly who are, are coming in, including, and just to, to bridge off what you were saying, uh, sufferers of Crohn's disease, Lyme disease, um, probably the two ones that pop out the most um, that I've had more in-depth discussions with that, uh, yeah, these, these aren't just people coming in for a photo shoot. These are people who 
get benefit from floating and, and they do have a story. So yeah, I, w- I want to work on that and um, see how we can best bring that to the float community. Uh, also just a little, little thing here, just working on kind of tweaking my, my social media stuff. Um, I just, I just love ripping people off. Amy, I ripped you off. <laughs> Good. Isn't that what we're all here for? I yeah, rip everybody yeah. else off that's too. Right. So I think, I think we all do to a degree Good. and make it our own. I forget that. Yeah, that's right. That's why we make a podcast. <laughs> I'm sure I ripped it off somebody else. So ah, it's all perfect. Good. <laughs> yeah, right. It, it's so true. Sure. Um, that, that actually, it came up in, in, uh, this week's meeting, our, our, um, uh, oh gosh, what's it called? Uh, float, float challenge that we did last, last mm-hmm. year. It was a hit. It was awesome. We were talking about doing that again this year. Everybody's super excited, but like surprisingly excited. The clients loved it so much. Uh, we're excited to roll it out again, but I was like, yeah, I ripped that off from float house. Well, actually, I guess I ripped that off from yoga studios. And then I was just like, oh, wait a minute. Now this is just a thing that happens. Like this is just something to help bring clients in during a slower time of year. So, um, yeah, it, no idea is new. <laughs> There's just nothing that's totally new. So uh, what I ripped off from you are the the float tips. Um, and uh, pregnancy was one that, uh, um, the one that we did, uh, we just released the photo shoot. So it made sense to give a, a floating tip while pregnant, but uh, those will be released weekly. And then um, I was also just inspired by, actually float on, they, I just saw this post when I got home that said, after I leave the tank, I feel dot, dot, dot. And I was like, oh, that's so great. Just this open-ended question and just see what shows up on your Facebook wall or comments, what have you. And then right before the meeting, I see a post from Float Nashville. You know you need to float when, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> that was, that, that's perfect. I, I love it. Oh, no, I got those two mixed up. I'm sorry. Float ons was, you know, was you, know you need to float when. Yours yeah. was after I leave the tank, I feel. It's like, yeah, the before and after, this is perfect. Yeah. Two different businesses, like within an hour of each other. I love it. But what what I really liked about it was that it was that question. So it's not just like, hey, here, look at us, or here's a bit of information or a graphic, but let's engage, and, and I want to actually hear from you. That's cool. And that engagement leads to more organic engagement. There's so mm-hmm. there's so much goodness that comes from that. So yeah, when you when you hit on those things, keep them. And if they're really active, that's something you could throw back into your uh, social media rotation once every two months or something. Right. So right. You just keep on keeping on. If you don't have, well, I guess if you're not open yet, maybe this is a little bit tougher, but particularly like just kind of newer or you don't feel like you have a lot of social media response yet, uh, which by all means I have been there and it's more of an ego hit than anything else. When you put something out like that and nobody responds, you respond, get your wife to respond, get your husband to respond, get your family member that you forced to get into a float tank during your beta testing, have them put some stuff in there and just kind of get the ball rolling a little bit and um, make it, make it feel a little, a little busy and not like a barren wasteland, um, which the float shops has been plenty of times. It's a little unpredictable in that sense. Um, and one, just one more thing, if I, if I may, I'll try to try to get, get through all these little things going on. Um, as I've talked about in the past, like I'm more in a, the managerial role of running the business as opposed to, um, in the trenches. And so a lot of what I'm doing is trying to figure out how best to, run things without needing to spin every single plate. And so speaking of the social media component, um, 
I'll be opening up all the float photography that um, I've taken that that's been for the Patreon. Obviously, I have access to that. What I haven't done is given the flow shop access to it. So I'll grab a photo in my own time and create, uh, you know, an ad or an image to put out there. But I'll be giving um, everybody at the float shop access to all the albums. And then uh, Canva. Obviously, we're big fans of Canva on the podcast, so we can... Um, then put our logo on there, put any text or, or graphics, what have you. Um, and then uh, we'll be reintroducing our staff to Hootsuite, which we kind of kind of went by the wayside on that one um, so that you can schedule it on Instagram, schedule it on Facebook, schedule it on Twitter, and, uh, and then it, it all goes out there um, on, on a schedule and out to all the different medias. So, um, it's kind of, kind of a game changer in my opinion about how we're going to be doing our social media. It's too big actually to give to everybody at once. We're going to be working with one person, Abe, I think it's okay that I say his name. Uh, he's kind of been our social media guru as is. So he'll be taking the reins. We'll be defining what are our fonts, what are our colors, because I've kind of been doing it on my own. And uh, I was not pleased with my pregnancy one. The photos, I think, are gorgeous. But the graphics, the colors and everything, it just looks like a GeoCities website ad. It's just not cool. Um, so we, we got to figure out a better way to do that and uh, make it consistent. So once that's done and we have the Bible, as, as you like to, mm. to put it or create it, um, the rules, then, uh, then we'll pass it out to everybody. And, and I think that I've had rules in the past that I kind of want to just scratch out. Let's, let's go from scratch and, and uh, rebuild what our brand is going to look like online, social media. Nice. That makes it go so much faster and so much easier, and it makes it easier to hand off to people. When you've got the Bible. Yeah. 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 Like, like, uh, <laughs> what you just mentioned about our, was it an Instagram post that you saw or, uh, of yours? That you, that you were uh, talking? Yeah. Facebook. The question with the open. Oh, it yeah. was Facebook. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was Marianne. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> so nice. I have everything written down. And so I have Marianne handles our Facebook, Jessica handles our Instagram. Oh, right. mm-hmm. And then we come together and we all, we all kind of plan things out together. But at this point, I just give general guidelines and they go with it. I, I love it. I, I read that quote and you weren't like, oh yeah, I posted that this morning or anything like that. You're like, oh yeah, I had to scramble to get that out. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, uh-huh. I'm sure, I'm sure one of the employees Marianne, did that. Way to go, Marianne. Uh, yeah, no, she, she has the queue. She fills up the queue for the week. Uh, we use Buffer and yeah, nice. so it was uh, planned in advance and she had everything ready to go and it just unfolds through the week. And it's really nice. It's been a while since I've checked out Buffer. Would that be worth me switching over to from Hootsuite? I personally love Buffer. I left Hootsuite behind a while back, um, but I'm a huge, I'm a big Buffer fan. I think there's probably tools that might be a little bit better out there, um, but Buffer to me is definitely one of the top. It's it's user friendly. It's easy. Okay. I don't have to train people on it. Um, and if you ever want to look at my at the back end of my Buffer. That sounds kind of wow. inappropriate, but but wow. another explicit <laughs> episode. Thank you, Amy. You have children wait. in the car. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think it's you can uh, find all photos. I think it's of great. Back end of Amy's buffer on uh, artofthefloat.com <laughs> on the show notes page. Uh, so so Hootsuites is ugly. They have an yeah, ugly, ugly UI. It's hard to tr- it's hard for me to remember how it works. Um, it does post to Instagram now. Does Buffer post to Instagram? It does. It okay, does. Sweet. In, in fact, Buffer switch. and Buffer actually has a partnership with Instagram. So it used to be where you could you could always post Instagram from Buffer, but what it would do is you'd upload, tell Buffer to do it at a certain time. Buffer would send a 
uh, thing to your phone, a, a oh, notification right. to your phone. Mm-hmm. And do it. But now that's changed. Now they have a relationship with Instagram. Now it oh, goes yes. through and I don't have to think about it and I don't have to worry about um, if I'm posting it from a third party app, is it going to get, you know, is it, is Instagram going to come and smack my patties about it? Uh, nope. They have a great relationship. They have a partnership together. So the uh, interface is made by both Buffer and Instagram to make that flawless. Okay. So, I love it. That's great. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll talk about comparisons in the next couple of weeks here when I try out Buffer then. That that sounds way better. Yeah. And I, gosh, I hope we didn't get into this without uh, getting into too much detail. So you can not only send it to Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook at the same time, but you can uh, buffer them. You can put them in a queue to go out at a certain time. So like all these tips could go out every Tuesday at 8 a.m. if I feel like that's the best time for it to go out. And what makes it really nice is if Marianne sees something that Jessica put on Instagram that she really likes, you know, she can go at any time, even after it's been posted and run over and copy it over her from from Instagram to Facebook. She might change it because you never want to post. I mean, it's there's two totally different platforms. But um, same thing with Twitter. If they see something in Twitter that they like, they can grab that, move it over to Facebook redo the the quote, maybe redo the picture and send it right out. So it cuts down on work for them as well. And it makes it very easy to, we have a few popular articles that every time we post them gets thousands and thousands of, of views. And so we always, we schedule them out every two months. Mm. You just already have them in the queue. They're already there. You don't have to think about it. So we use it. We love it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let our listeners know then. I think that's about it for my week. It's been a busy week. Also, lots of Art of the Float stuff going on. Uh, exciting things that I, I want to talk about. I thought we were going to have it ready by the beginning of the year, but we're still working on it. And uh, just things that I think are going to be really fun for the community. But uh, I have to have to give it its time. Before we move on and talk about... What is that again? Oh, yes. Amy and Float Alchemy. <laughs> I do want to thank Float Away for supporting us. Float Away makes the float around float tanks, tranquility, float cabins, all, all different style of float tank that can work for your float center. Go to floataway.com if you want to look into all these different styles of float tanks that are absolutely gorgeous. I think one of the um, kind of underrepresented things about Colin's float tanks so much. Uh, we talk about the technology of the tanks, but the just beauty of the float tanks is something that he clearly prioritizes as well. Go ahead and take a look at them at again, floataway.com. And as always, I always like to say, just get in touch with Colin and Ginny, the owners of floataway. They're just such sweet people and they will help you. They'll just help you with your float center, with your, your float tanks, all of that stuff. And again, go to floataway.com. Amy, so excited. Yes. I'm so Thanks. excited. Talk to I'm us. Let there. us know. You, you say the big news. <laughs> I know we've already said it. You say well, it. Well, let's let's back off. Oh. Fr- or not back off. Let's, off the buffer? Uh, left. The back end? Oh, the back end. I, I want you to check out my back end buffer. My, buff, my buffer back end. Uh, seriously. <laughs> I, I, I can't seem to say anything that's appropriate these days. I'm so tired. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I bet you are. Oh, my God. I hadn't uh, even thought about okay. that until just that's now. That's totally normal. I've been up since uh, 5 a.m. I left my house at just about 7 a.m. And, yeah, it is now almost almost 9.30 my time. So, but I like it's that good. we get a weekly good. break for you. You have to have to have a break and just hang out with Brian and I. That's nice. And it it is. It's my therapy. This is my therapy. If no one has <laughs> caught on to that by now, it is therapy session for me. Uh, it's a lot cheaper but, than a real therapist. 
It's so I, exactly because I can't afford a real therapist right, right now. <laughs> um, I I want to talk. There's so much I want to say about float alchemy. I'm learning so Please. much. I'm learning so many things. But I want to talk about Float Nashville just for a few minutes oh, yeah. because Please. if it were not for my crew at Float Nashville, uh, we would not be able to do everything that we're doing right now. And that is the one thing I I it made my heart really big and full when you're talking about how amazing mm. your staff is because I am seeing that in a very new light at the moment. Um Mark and I have been so preoccupied and so busy that, you know, in the back of my mind I'm like, oh my gosh, float Nashville's gonna fall apart. Uh, this right, is so awful. Right. And I'll tell you what, they are doing a fantastic job and they have taken over areas that even I were, I, I kind of let slip through the cracks and they are, every single freaking one of them are amazing. So I need to brag on my crew because honestly, I am seeing it in a, in, with just new eyes right now. And I'm going to get teary if I don't <laughs> stop talking about that, but they have jumped in, they have saved our butt. They have, cool. they have taken float Nashville as theirs and they are really just, just beautiful. And it made my heart so happy. They came and visited us at Float Alchemy. I guess it was yesterday. Huh. And they tried out. They let us practice on them with the cryotherapy. And then they hung out in the sauna. And they did the oxygen bar. And they just and they went and they they drank an they awful lot of kombucha. Out. Yeah. All these oh, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Let oh, me. I'll take um, a test massage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. A little cryo. <laughs> You're trust welcome. Trust me. When Mark, when Mark is running that machine, it is it is. They let us. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark is still trying to figure that one out. So we're we're. Um, Does yeah. he wear goggles on his head while he's doing that? I just imagine Mark doesn't do anything. Crazy if I, scientist. I, uh, I trust me. I have to like follow him around. And say, Mark, are you taking the safety precautions? Are you using oh, the gloves? God. Are you do you have real shoes on and not flip flops? That was supposed <laughs> to be the rule in the new location, but I caught he's wearing flip flops every day. I don't know what we're gonna do with him. Somebody get that man some shoes. Oh, uh, kill me. He won't wear them. He won't. <laughs> I know he won't. He complains they hurt his feet. Um, so, so they have been hanging out and, and really taking care of Float Nashville. Um, the other thing that's coming up that was really interesting is we are up for our rent renewal. So we have now gone through our original rent or uh, lease at Float Nashville. So. If you know anything about, nobody would have any reason to know anything about Nashville, but within the five years that we've started <laughs> this float center, we have become a quote unquote it city. Um, hmm. When we started looking for a float center location, we were looking at, you know, uh, 17 to $22 a square foot. Well, within the last five years in the area that we are in, the average price per square foot is over $30 now. So I was, I, I have to say that I, I was more than a little afraid of what was going to happen when we received uh, our new rent, uh, our new lease. Uh, and that yeah. came through this week in the middle and one of the busiest, worst days. <laughs> I got this phone call saying, uh, you know, your landlord has contacted us and he wants us, to, it was from the management company, he wants us to send this over and he's being pretty easy on you. I'm like, well, yeah, well, considering that we're the ones who take care of the property and the, mm -hmm. <laughs> I can see why. But anyway, um, so that made me feel a little bit better and we got the, the lease and I checked it out and 
sure enough, he was, quote, taking it easy on us. It's a very tiny increase, and I am so incredibly grateful because I was not sure what I was going to do if he bumped it up to the full <laughs> value of the property. There was just no way we could have we could have done it. Yeah. We're lucky in that we are, we have no debt. And, you know, walking away from it would have been very sad. But, you know, I think, you know, obviously the worst thing and the most terrifying thing is what if I don't get this paid off by the time I have to leave? Uh, but still, you know, we, we love that space. And as tiny as it is and all the problems that it has, uh, it would have broken my heart a little bit and it would have broken the heart of my staff. So super excited. Rent has been renewed and it's really cool to be able to stand here and say, you know what, we made it five years, you know. 50% of small businesses are gone in five years and we made it and we're still going strong. So I needed to take a moment to celebrate that this week. Congratulations, Amy. Thank nice. you. Thank you. Thank you. Very happy to uh, hear that. <laughs> me too. I, <laughs> I, you know, in the midst of all the insanity that felt really good to stand there and realize that, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're doing all right. We're surviving. Right. We're doing more than surviving and it looks like it's going to continue. So, Thank goodness for that. Um, uh, and yeah. where did that 50% five years? I thought it would yeah. be much lower a percentage. I don't know. It's the last thing I read. Um, maybe it is. I'm not sure. But that that's what, I, that's what I've read. I'm sure there's a few different numbers out okay. there. I'm sure not everybody agrees on that. But the reality of it is we, you know, not everybody makes it. And there's a good chance that, that you're not going to by five. Not you. In the general right. We're gonna make it in five years, so um, it just felt really good to pass that mile, that milestone. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, oh, and and to know that we can go forward Conti yes. and financially, it's not gonna kill us. That right. financially, we can afford to, uh, to you know, uh, pay a little bit more now that we've kind of hit that milestone, and now that Float Alchemy is getting started and getting on its feet, uh, it just feels it just feels good. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, cheers to you, Amy. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So on to Float Alchemy. Please. And I, I've been thinking about how I want to kind of lay all this out because there's so much to talk about. Um, so let me tell you where, what we're doing right now. Uh, the reality of it is <laughs> because of the issue with our float tanks, with the uh, codes department, we aren't even though we're a float center, we're rolling our services out very slowly. So mm -hmm. this weekend on Friday, we opened the kombucha tap room, and that was the only thing open through today. And today was our first day of cryotherapy, and it was supposed to be our first day with the Norma Tech and the sauna, and I'll tell you all about that later <laughs> and why it didn't happen that the way that I had planned. But we're taking it very slow, and the goal is by the 1st of May to have everything put together and hopefully all the all the rough spots ironed out and be able to launch a little bit more officially then. So the goal with this soft opening is basically, number one, to try to pay some of our bills because it's rough right now. Uh, we are way, way, way over budget. And because the city has been dragging out the issues with the float tanks for so long, it has put us in a pretty precarious situation. The second thing that happened is uh, the kombucha tap room was supposed to be a, a joint effort with my father. And the reality of it is um, there's some other things going on. And I ended up 
pretty much getting saddled with that. So I took on about $70,000 in debt that I had oh. not intended to. Mm. So things change and, you know, it happens. It's okay. We'll survive. <laughs> you just kind of, you put your head down and you just keep going through it. That's the way wow. that it, that life is. But yes, and yeah. I've heard you say that <laughs> many weeks in a yeah. row as it just keeps building and building and one thing after the <laughs> other. I, I just applaud you. Like there's no breaking point, it seems. Not to say that there haven't been any oh. breakdowns on your side that I've, <laughs> I I've that I, I not to say I've witnessed any or anything, but yeah. um I'm I'm sure there's that human mm. element, but here you are still persevering after I every week something else. Well, you know, you kind of get to that point, and I, I know I'm not alone in this, where you've put so much money in. It's like, what other choice do you have? If if the only other option is to give up, I mean, if I'm going to crash anyway, I'd much rather <laughs> crash big <laughs> than, nice. uh, than, you know, than to go down with a whimper. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least that's what I have to tell myself as I'm like sobbing at 3 a.m. going, what am I going to do? I don't understand. I can't find the money. I can't figure out this budget. Uh, but that, you know, that's, that is the reality of being an entrepreneur. That is what we do. All of us have been there. It's just a reality of who, and, and, and when you think about it in that way, that this is normal, that everybody goes through this, it's going to be fine. Sometimes that makes it feel a little better. Sometimes not, but sometimes it does. Um, to go back to real quickly, what's happening with our float tanks? There is an update this week. So we had to hire a new general contractor because our old general contractor, first of all, he was not a nice person. And that's how I'm going to say it and leave it like that. Okay. Because um, <laughs> this is a family-friendly show. <laughs> okay. uh, but uh, we finally got rid of him. Uh I, kick him right in the buffer, right on the way. I would have, I would have loved to. It, it's so funny. I have to. I probably shouldn't relay this story, but I'm going to anyway. Because, <laughs> yes. You know, uh, <laughs> we, we were having a, a rather difficult day with a codes officer and our project manager, who, by the way, we adore. Our project manager said to him, finally, just stopped him and said, "Look, I'll give you twenty bucks and let you punch me in the face if you just like go away." Because <laughs> wow. it was so crazy. All right. Um, and the guy, the codes guy, just kind of laughed. Uh, which is good because <laughs> Doug was not having a good day. Um, mm. But our, our general contractor came in uh, another day when the codes guy came back. And the codes guy said, so can I, so can I, can I punch you in the face? <laughs> um, and Mark and I laughed hysterically. Uh, our contractor did not find it nearly as amusing. But uh, so we got rid of him. Uh, it was a big, big emotional mess. I actually ended up taking a pretty big hit. Uh, just to get rid of him, you know, I, I probably shouldn't have paid him the way that I did. Hmm. We could have we could have strung it out a little bit longer, but it was such an emotional drain on me that I'm like, I would much rather be in a financially little more perilous situation than to have to deal with him any longer. So because it was just weighing on me, so we got rid of him. We got in a new contractor, and this guy seems pretty chill, real nice guy. Um, he happens to know Mark, uh, so Mark always hangs around good people. So that was a good mm -hmm. sign. And he went in and talked to the codes people, and he talked to them probably three different times, took in the plan, sat it down. If the last time we spoke, the codes officer was saying, you have to prove to me that whatever you put in there is water is going to make it waterproof, not watertight. Well, we had proposed uh, some, uh, it's a basically something you put over the drywall to 
waterproof it, and then FRP, and then we're going to take epoxy mm. up the wall about six to eight inches. Okay. And the guy said, nope, that's not water. I don't know anything about this epoxy, which is really hysterical given that like everything we walk into has epoxy floors. You know, I, every, uh, I, every <laughs> time I walked on epoxy flooring this week, <laughs> I was just like, think? how does a guy, how does an inspector not know about epoxy? Yeah. You mentioned that it's last total week. Total BS. Total yeah. BS. Yeah. So... Uh, so we, when we asked him, of course, what he thought was waterproof, he suggested tile and grout all over the place. And I said, you know, that's not going to work for us. So silly. Uh, finally, I guess our general contractor wore him down with kindness because on Friday he said to us, well, you can't get your permits today because I'm, I'm, go- I'm leaving for the weekend. But, uh, yeah, that's fine. The epoxy, the FRP is fine. Come back next week, get your permits, and, and get going. So according to our... Our general contractor, the codes people have agreed to our plan for epoxy and FRP. He was uh, our contractor was supposed to get permits Monday or Tuesday. I guess today's uh, so yeah Monday or Tuesday. We haven't heard back from. Him. I'm sure he got the permits by now. So if that is the case and we have the permits, we should be able to have our float tank rooms up and running in about three weeks. So fingers crossed, y'all. Wow. They're still concerned about that bacon fat, but they're not making us put in grease traps. And we might be able to move forward without dem- demoing, um, demolition, demolition. Yeah, they call it demo. Uh, our walls, our shower walls, which oh, is what they were awesome. going to have us do. They were going to have to, yeah, they were, we're going we're gonna to have to rip out our our showers and redo everything, and that would have been oh, pricey. It's been on infuriating, top of, absolutely yeah. infuriating. Just on this <laughs> end, I'm in Portland and I'm infuriated. <laughs> I know to put up something that was not even waterproof. It was really weird because Greenboard wasn't good enough, according to him. I'm like, well, it's in your coats. Well, no, we had to put up cementatious. They wanted us to put up cementatious uh, board, which isn't even waterproof. But anyway, whatever. Things you, are looking you good. You need to stick Muller on these guys. It. They they need. <laughs> we need to go through their email, everything that they've done. I can't stand these people, and I can't I know, believe what they put you through. Bacon uh. grease traps in your <laughs> float rooms. <laughs> Although, as Brian and I did talk about, I mean, there is the chance yeah. that somebody just. Just grills up a little bacon during their float. Just, just you know, it's nice to multitask. It makes me wonder about these people in Murfreesboro. What do they do? Do they do they regularly right. put bacon grease in their <laughs> swimming pools? I mean, yeah. what exactly is is going on there, in Murfreesboro? That's we're gonna find out. You got a lot to answer for. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, congratulations yeah. again. That yeah. is, yeah, yeah, awesome. Twofold. One that you just don't have to do yeah. all that crap, the shower work yes. and all that stuff, but that you can mm-hmm. focus on getting your float tanks in there again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It yes, feels good. please. Um, A, yes. just excitement for floating. Yes, awesome. Yeah. Mostly financial for me at this point, <laughs> just hearing this yes. story, knowing yes. that just hemorrhaging rent and all the bills, construction yeah. and everything uh, to, to actually pull that revenue in. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. So that, yeah, exactly. Because uh, financially, you know, it's not fun right now. And and because we're in this situation, the reason, the other reason why we're doing the soft opening um, and why we're, we're not doing a whole lot of advertising. So we're not getting a whole lot of people in, which is totally fine, by the way. That's what it's uh, about. Yeah, our goal is not to get a lot of people in. But the reason we, we don't want to, for several reasons, is number one, everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. <laughs> and totally. <laughs> and yeah. number two, I mean, just like the little things. And number two, it's just Mark and I. We can't afford to bring anybody else in. So, so we have a uh, 50, to remind everybody, it is a 5,800 square foot building. 
it I've actually lost and I don't lose I have a metabolism problem, but I've actually lost two pounds in the last three months because all I do all day is walk from one end of the building <laughs> to the other end of the building. One end of the building to the other end of the building. Um it's insane. So Get, we have to really wear out that floor because Yeah, no like, crap. That's what you're gonna be doing still. That's exactly right. So Mark and I are really, you know, the reason why we're opening so slowly is we're just trying to keep everything going. You know, our tap room is on one end of the building. The cryotherapy is almost on the other end of the building. So, and we have the lobby in the center. So (laughs) you can imagine it's been quite the circus act. Um, So, yeah, so we we are doing, so some things that we're doing right this time around, uh, I don't, well, let me ask you this, Dylan. When you started Float Shop, what kind of hours did you open with? And, and how many days a week were you open? You know, I mean, I, um, I got to go look back on this because we okay. weren't, I don't think we were open 12 hours at the time. I think we might have been 10 oh, to smart. 8. It might have been 10 to 10, but I think it was 10 to 8. Uh, and then we pushed later and then we pushed earlier. Uh, but we were only open five days a week. And I recommend that for people big time. Uh, there's just so much work to do and you're going to be so busy in your business to be able to have a break, uh, which yeah. would be nice. Maybe you won't be taking a break, but um, take care of all your maintenance. You, you need minimum. I would give yourself six hours when you first open to mm you know, change out the filters, clean the rooms, all that stuff. You just have a, a cleaning day. Um, and then uh, also like, what about your marketing and all that stuff? Don't yeah. you need just some downtime where a customer might walk in and you can focus on those things? Uh, plus also major things can go wrong where you, maybe you do need two days or you need to overnight something. And that's really nice to have those two day windows. But really I'm talking about all this work that you can do. Really take a break, have one day be maintenance day. And one day you actually take a walk through the park and have a picnic. You know, it's so important. So smart. So very smart. Where were you when well, I opened Float Nashville? Well, I didn't do that. I, I didn't actually <laughs> take a break. I mean, we were building our next float room and everything. It was, it was hellacious. hellacious. Uh, I understand. You know, when we opened Float Nashville, we opened, God help us, we opened at 7 a.m. and we went to 11 p.m. And on Oof. weekends, we were open 24 hours. Oh, my God. And it was just Mark and oh I, my. by the way. Oh, no. Why would you do so, that to yourself? Because we were so, you know, at the time, this was the first float tank in the entire state of Tennessee. We didn't know what we were, what to expect. We were very concerned about meeting overhead because yeah. we'd taken on some debt. Yeah. And, and we didn't know. And so we handled that pace for for six months. Wow. It, was, it took us six months to hire our first employee, which was time. dumb, by the way. That was really mm-hmm. dumb. So we thought, okay, this time we're going to be a little bit smarter. And our hours, yeah, our hours are yeah, a lot a lot smarter. This is one thing we did learn. There's some things, as you'll find out, we didn't quite learn the lesson strong enough yet. Uh, doomed to repeat it. But we are only open from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., Tuesday through Sunday. The beautiful thing is oh. we, we get in there at 9. We have two hours to kind of get ready to open slowly to do some some little fix repairs right. and fixing and, and prepping. And then at 7 o'clock at night, it still doesn't feel that late. So, uh, you know, we usually spend another hour just kind of shutting oh. everything down, taking the time. And the best thing in the world is I've left my computer at Float Alchemy every single night for the past week and a half. So I come home at night. Oh. And I don't bring my computer home and I don't do work. So you've had it's, a conversation with your husband? 
I I have. No, now, <laughs> now that said, my husband just worked 22 hours of overtime in the last oh, week. So not snap. this week. <laughs> so not a lot of karaoke. <laughs> no, okay. Not even time for karaoke. It's okay. very sad. Um, poor, poor guy. Maybe some days uh, your guys' schedules will match up. I like someday. that you're giving yourself a break, though. <laughs> yes, I got what but you're saying. <laughs> and so even though it's, it's funny because Mark and I are like, oh, man, we're just so tired. We're getting eight hours of sleep, though. And, you know, I, like I came home last night and I think we got home at, I got home about nine o'clock, 830. No, I got home at 830 and my husband was home last night and I thought, okay, we're going to have dinner together and then I'll go to yeah. bed. I got home at 830. He had dinner ready. I, I eat very, very slow. I pick at <laughs> food and I took maybe two or three bites and I fell asleep on the couch. Uh, it was sad. No. Oh, <laughs> no, so oh I just want to give you a big hug right now. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but, you know, I, the beauty is that I had the opportunity to do that. That is the one thing we did right. We've never done this for ourselves before. And it really is some of the best form of self-care that we've probably done in the past, you know, year. Uh, so, that's the one thing we did right. Once May comes, we're going to expand our hours. But by that point, we will have hired some staff <laughs> good, good. so that we don't. Yeah, we're hiring sooner. That was the one mistake that I've always regretted. We, we waited mm-hmm. six months. This time we are not waiting six months. We hope to maintain this, that Mark and I are not working more than like seven to 11. Not that we have other we have other work we have to do, but we don't want to work in uh, on the business <laughs> more than those hours because, you know, now we're responsible for marketing. We're doing repairs, that sort of thing. Mm. So it's definitely one thing we're doing, doing right. Uh, <laughs> and, and just um, the yeah. question of when yeah. to make your first hire comes up a yeah. lot. Um, we hired too late as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we were financially ready for it. As it turns out, we totally were. And I was more freed up to do things to bring people in as well. Yeah. Uh, what would you tell somebody when should they have their first hire? You make your first hire when you can actually make more money. So in other words, and it's funny, our business coach just asked us the other day, he's like, you know, when can you bring, when, what do you have to make in order to bring somebody on? Mm-hmm. Um, right now with the kind of work that I'm doing, um, the reality of it is because we're still in the beginning and we're still having the slow open, I can't make more money in order to hire someone for me to get out of the business. Right. So I have to wait until we start the ball rolling and so we start working things out and getting things moving and we're actually starting to see a lot more people than what we're seeing at the moment and I have a number in mind and the moment we hit that number is when we hire. That is the nice hmm. thing about a slow opening wow. is I'm starting to get a really good idea of how much are we going to make. How, you know, I'm shocked. I will be honest with you. I'm completely shocked that I have done barely any marketing at all the only people I, i'll put something out on facebook i send something out to our newsletter but i'm not doing any advertising and i'm shocked at the amount not that it's a huge amount but i'm shocked at the amount of money that we're we're making right now with no effort at all absolutely none when you say so, making money i'm sorry mm-hmm. i don't when, know if i missed something or not but how are you making money by uh well you know right now we have the tap room open and now mm-hmm. today we open the cryotherapy and you're making so people are yeah. showing. You're bu- people are showing. Yes, the, the tap yes. room, the tap room, and I, I have a lot to say about the tap room. I'll, I'll talk about that later because that's a whole new, another monster. But yeah, we um, we did really great numbers without. Once again, I haven't. I I did a Facebook live that I didn't do anything with. I just did a Facebook live and mm-hmm. I sent a, a message out to our newsletter, and that is it. Yay! That's it. 
Um, and we're doing really well. And it, it's nice to get an opportunity to kind of feel without any pressure, how much money are we capable of making? Because right now, you know, I'm not sure how to spend money because I don't know what to expect. I'm doing, I know what to, what I can expect to make with massage. I know what I can expect to make with flotation therapy. I know nothing about cryo. I know nothing mm. at all about retail, which mm-hmm. the kombucha room is a whole nother monster that terrifies the crap out of me. <laughs> uh <laughs> So, and, and I don't know what I can do with the sauna, but I'm starting to get that feeling. Uh, I'm starting to get a feel for it. And that has been something that we've done that's really smart. We couldn't do it with the last one because all we had was floating. This one, uh, and, and it's, not it's a nice lot of space to be able to, to, to and not a lot of space. Yeah, yeah. No, we can do a damn thing. Yeah. Uh, darn thing. Darn thing. We couldn't do a darn thing. It's a, it's already <laughs> an explicit episode. I mean, you, you changed that a long time ago. Oh, me and my buffer. Yeah. Uh, me and the back, back end of my buffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, so it has been nice from that aspect to get a sense for how much we're going to make. Um, the other thing, the other nice thing about a soft opening is, um, I, I'm a little chill about it. Now, if you ask Mark that, uh, Mark would be like, she is not chill. She's <laughs> on my butt. She's telling me what to do. She's a pain in the rear end. Uh, yeah. So Mark would not agree with that. But the reality of it is uh, I don't feel the pressure. You know, even uh, every day at Float Nashville, I have certain amounts that we're shooting for. Mm. I want to see a certain number at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I, I have these. And he says, well, I don't have any of that. It's it's almost like, okay, I'm just going to show up and let it all be a surprise and see what happens. Just curious. And, just, yeah. Just see. And it doesn't, I don't feel that pressure. And yeah. I don't feel like, I, I. there's nothing to measure against. It's not like, oh, I failed today. Or, oh, I should have done more. Or, I should have right. done this. I should have done that. Uh it, it's just almost like a sit back and watch and observe and just take it all in. Uh, it's it's a, I, I'm really I did not intend this soft opening, but I'm really mm-hmm. thinking that this is not a not a bad way to start. I gotta sure. say, it, you, you're talking like somebody who's got a lot of financial runway. Like I'm just curious. We just a soft <laughs> opening. I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm exploring. I'm pouring yeah. kombucha. I'm smiling and just having a good time. But. Mm-hmm. Is it just because you have no other option, kind of like you yeah. talked about before? It's just, <laughs> yeah, hey, this is my reality. With that. Yeah, this is it. And it could, <laughs> it could have something to do with that completely. But, um, but because I don't have a number to shoot for, because I literally have no right. idea yeah. what to expect. I don't know what this tap room is going to bring in. Um, and, I, and now I'm getting a much better, and I'm getting real excited about it, because I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm understanding this now, and this could be really exciting. Uh, it, it's um, and I know what else it is too. I'm seeing the numbers that come in when I do absolute when I have absolutely no effort, and I'm like, well, you know what? If I put some effort into this, if I put even just a little bit of effort into this, yeah. I can cover my overhead. And quite okay. frankly, at this point in the game, all I want to do is cover overhead. Yeah. I don't care about anything else. I just want to cover my overhead. Anything else is is the cherry on top. And such it's, potential if you can do that yeah. now. Mm. Yeah. And I can see it. I, I still can't do it. I still can't cover my overhead. But right. I see the potential. Um, I, I understand. <laughs> I'm seeing audiences that I didn't even realize. I see, I'm seeing target markets that I didn't even conceive of earlier. I think one of the biggest issues I've had with Murfreesboro has been, you know, I've used the same type of audiences that I've used to reach out to in Nashville. You know, when I'm doing my my Facebook ads. And they didn't work in Murfreesboro. And I started having a real 
few moments of panic uh, about, I don't know, four months ago when I'm, I'm like piling on these different markets, these target markets that I'm trying to reach out to and they're not responding. Mm-hmm. I was really scared. Um, but as I'm sitting there and observing, I'm seeing and talking to people, I'm seeing, oh, this is why that didn't work. I'm seeing it in a new light. I'm seeing how to tweak it. And all of a sudden that stress is, is being taken off, off of me because I realize just like everybody who goes into this business, you don't know who it's going to be. You take a good guess mm-hmm. and then you wait to see who comes in and right. then you tweak and move forward. I thought I had it figured out. I didn't. That was a mistake for sure. Um, it's, but um, I, I feel good now. So so you reached out to a particular group of people yeah. and, and mm-hmm. that's via your email blast yeah. and via social media. Yeah. You're so... Float shop, for example. I mean, let, actually, let's go. Um, float Nashville is a better example. Just floats. Very yes. clear. I am selling float tanks or time in a float. Okay, you could you could call me out on that, but essentially, you're you're selling floats. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know right, why I just got right. into a. It's weird... a service. Yeah, yeah thank no, you. I totally get it. <laughs> they uh, have one service to sell. One service to sell. Then float shop is like, well, okay, at least it's all wellness, right? Mental mm-hmm. wellness, physical wellness. It's all under that umbrella. Now, and, and admittedly, kombucha can be under wellness as well, but I feel like it's opened up even wider. So how uh, is that targeting going under one brand title? So, so here's, simple and easy, <laughs> but that long side. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move over to the kombucha tap room. I will tell let's. you that, um, first of all, the challenges in this, number one, uh, <laughs> it's retail. So let me set up my kombucha tap room. I have 12 taps. The majority of them are, are kombucha. The, then I have some taps that are probiotic drinks. I have a water kefir and I have a fruit-based, we're calling it a pro sparkler. It's a probiotic fruit-based um, sparkling juice. Cool. It's basically is what it is. And then, so, and then we have nitro coffee and cold brew coffee. And then we have um, a few taps that are just, okay, so I'm doing this with my father. I'm going to give you a quick background on my father. My father is a chemist. He's a scientist, and he's a food technologist. He's world-renowned, which sounds kind of crazy, but these these kind of people actually exist. And uh, his passion, even though he's done so many different things, his passion is fermented goods. And I grew up, before I became uh, before I worked a nonprofit, before I owned a float center, I grew up in food manufacturing and I did consulting and I, I know that world really pretty well. Um, that is my background. So I do have somewhat of a passion for it. Uh, and I, I understand the manufacturing portion of it to a degree, but here we are in a tap room with 12 taps. It's totally different. I don't know how to run taps. This is like a rest. I've never served in a restaurant. I don't. Mm. I'm trying to learn this. And then in addition, we also have a cooler with uh, raw milk, cheese, and cultured, European style cultured butter. So basically everything in our cooler has live cultures in it. And yeah. <laughs> um, and it is stuff that we make. So this last year I purchased a cheese company. Uh that has been manufacturing raw milk cheese for about 30 years now. You purchased them? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. Um, so it's, it was supposed to be a family thing, and yeah, we, we things are not turning quite out the way that, that I thought. My father's involved with some other stuff right now, but mm-hmm. so... Yeah. Um, so I ended, wow. I, I ended up, I ended up purchasing 
Uh, so I am now doing that as well as one of the things that we're really involved with is our kombuchas have, some of our kombuchas, not all of them, have CBD. We're one of the first people to produce a CBD kombucha because if you know anything about, well, you might not know anything about CBD, but it is not in a form that you can just uh, throw into a liquid. It has to be altered and, um, and we have, we've done that. So what has started out as just a small 12 tap retail area, which I don't know anything about has now turned into, we are doing some manufacturing. We're working with, um, with a CBD company and we're doing some manufacturing for them. We're producing a, we did a CBD raw and filtered honey, uh, we are doing some other things. I'm, 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 we're doing a bath salt. It's actually a liquid um, <laughs> Epsom salt uh, bath salt with uh, CBD. It's a concentrated Epsom salt. It's basically a solution that you'd find in a float tank. And we're selling that. And we're just... So I'm doing some retail on some things. I'm doing some manufacturing on some things. And on top of it, I am now taking orders. We, ha- we are doing a bit of distribution for our CBD kombucha. So now not only am I handling the tap room, but we also are doing wholesale ordering and all that just started hitting this weekend. So I, you know, obviously running a float center was not enough. I don't yeah. know. Somehow I ended up in this mess. So my God, man, <laughs> I know I, it's, I, I, uh, I have had many moments this weekend. I'm like, where I've turned and looked at Mark. I'm like, what have I done? I don't, I can't, I don't, I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so in the uh, midst of, of dealing with all that, my taps are on for the first time. I've never run a tap. I've never hooked anything up to a tap. So I had to learn all that this weekend. Then, hey, my, I, I made one of my drinks that I made, that the dad made for fun, actually, is a uh, Italian soda that we did with orange. We, we squeezed oranges, tangerines, and kumquats. Yeah, we thought we got all the pulp out, but guess what? pulp gets stuck in taps and it doesn't like it very much so we've had those issues Mm -hmm. um that everything that can go wrong has gone wrong we've we've uh called out our taps people multiple times um i highly recommend that float centers stick to putting a keg with two (laughs) a kegerator with two kegs in their float center and calling it a day uh yeah, six T. <laughs> T is even better. Uh, it, it's been crazy, but uh, it's it's tough uh, opening. Here I am opening a float center, which is something I know something about. But then on top of it, it's the cryo, the tap room, all these things that I have to learn new. It's feeling a little overwhelming. And that is something I did wrong. Um, added too many new things mm-hmm. way too fast. Mm-hmm. Manufacturing, I understand. Retail is tough. The bookkeeping for retail is insane. And uh, I have cried over books this weekend. So, um, so yeah. So, you know, we talk a lot or we have talked in the past about starting a wellness center. Um, try to add the things that you're not familiar with a little at a time. I highly do not recommend adding a bunch of services that are brand new. Yeah. It's I, been crazy. I, in, in the small way that I can add to that, I just mm-hmm. completely agree. And uh, the float shop, we kind of had to. We had we mm-hmm. ran out of money. <laughs> you know, <I> told the story <laughs> before. Understand. We were just, like, not able to pay rent the next month. So we opened mm-hmm. with two float tanks, worked on the third, brought in acupuncture, opened our third, 
float room, um, then massage, and then our, uh, well, then yoga next door, and then um, our fourth float tank. And it was just so nice to get a grip on things, uh, know mm-hmm. how this runs, and then add on the next modality. It really makes a yeah. difference. It does. It really does. I, I spent the weekend, so to let you know, uh, the tap room has its own POS system. Um, it's still under the same business, obviously. They're all my businesses, but we're trying to keep that money separate because we are using it to remanufacture. We just wanted to watch that money because, once again, I'm getting used to retail and, and how much is, is are we going to lose in a keg and all that kind of fun stuff. Mm. So um, the whole weekend, we found out that our point-of-sale system, our card reader, wouldn't work could not get it to work. I spent three days typing in everybody's credit card, which of course is costs more money. And number two slows down the bar. I called my POS system. I called the merchant account, spent the whole hours and hours and hours in between clients, just trying to figure this out. Comes to find out Sunday night, we discovered that, Oh no, it was Monday morning. They said, oh, the card reader that you're using, it's not compatible with our system. I'm like, you're the ones who told me to buy this card reader. What do you mean it's not compatible with your system? Turns out it's not compatible with their system. They, didn't, they don't have it anywhere on their site. They don't have – nobody thought to tell me this. Um, so, <laughs> like, really? I spent the whole weekend miserable um, dealing with taps that were foaming, taps that weren't working right. Um, <laughs> I learned how to burp a keg. Uh, I, our POS wasn't working. Um, we, My father kept forgetting to tell me the prices of some things that he'd be like, oh, why isn't this in the system? Like, because you haven't told me the numbers yet. And people were trying to buy it. And he kept putting things out. And I kept going out and taking things off the floor. <laughs> Uh, it was insane. Oh, and then my parents, they, they wanted to put a couch in the tap room. They thought that'd be a nice touch. Well, they had the couch delivered in the middle of our hours, like our yeah, open hours. Of course. So we have clients in there. We have a couch being delivered. The POS system isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> like, I give up. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> good times. Um, then we uh, so then we opened with the cryotherapy. I know a lot of float centers are getting into cryotherapy now. Yeah. Um, they <laughs> so they delivered a new uh, nitrogen tank to us, and that was peachy keen. Except that it didn't look anything like the tank that we were trained on. And we're like, this doesn't look right. How do we build the pressure? And the guy's like, oh, you don't need to. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure we need to. Pretty sure I'm like, got my little manual out. I'm like, see. See the manual? Yeah. Oh, but we uh, we deliver these to all the other float centers. I'm like, uh, Mark, could you call uh, our friend over at another float center? Hmm. I was like, could you call him and ask him to take a picture of his? Sure enough, it's a totally different tank. But our tank oh. delivery guy had left. We are losing, like, for 25 minutes, nitrogen is just, you know. Oh, my God. Coming out of the tank. I'm like, son of a. Um, so are, are those tanks so, expensive? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Each tank... Yeah, each tank that we rent is is pretty pricey, and we have two of them, and one is now half empty, despite the fact that we haven't given that many cryo uh, sessions. The other one, I don't know where it's at now, because the new one doesn't have any way to tell how much is left in it. Huh. So I don't know what happens after a tank loses nitrogen gas for 25 minutes. I, I don't know how much I have left. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we couldn't turn it off. There's no way we're, like, calling the nitrogen people. We're calling the cryo people. Pure insanity. Um, yeah. then Mark, then we, then we, uh, grabbed the computer. So I had a computer for the front desk. My husband, 
I sent him. I sent him to grad school uh, to get his master's in uh, computer and electrical uh, engineering. Uh, <laughs> he, okay. He's a cop. He's a cop, by the way. <laughs> I also sent him for to become um, a computer engineer, and um, he decided to go back and be a cop again. So, um, Funny. yeah. So, but he can at least fix our computers. And <laughs> so he put together this new computer for us. Well, it turns out I grabbed the wrong computer tower. <laughs> Mark is putting it together and he's oh. noticing all these video games on it. He's like, I don't <laughs> think this is our computer. <laughs> I'm like, really? So then we couldn't really do anything because the the keyboard and the mouse that Mark brought um, he brought a dongle, you know, put the dongle in so the key, the wireless keyboard and mouse work. Well, he brought the wrong dongle, so we couldn't do anything. We couldn't use the mouse. We couldn't use the keyboard. Thought it was the batteries. Ran out and bought batteries. Batteries didn't work. He had to run out and buy a keyboard and thing. We finally were able to get on the computer. That's when we discovered it wasn't was on our computer. Um, so this, this wasn't just a soft opening. This was a no, wet paper towel that is, could tear at any moment. This, this is, is so soft. This is my day before 11 a.m. <laughs> then, then we had somebody. Oh, then the phone stopped working. Couldn't answer the phones. Can't answer the phones. Had to call and get new phones. Had to buy new phones. We use a VOIP system. Had to call and get new phones. So the phone wasn't working. The internet went out. That was the next thing. Good, good. Then seriously, the internet. Yeah, I'm dead also serious. Huh. Our internet has gone down. Uh, so we found out this is rather common where we are. The internet has gone down three times in the last week. It went down two times last week. Uh, so I told Mark we need to buy hotspots. Talk about this is why y'all you have this budget. I have this budget. And I told Mark when we made this budget after the fiasco with our last contract, I'm like, you better make sure everything you need is on this budget because if it's not on this list, mm-hmm. it's not getting purchased. Well, of course, since then, he needs a shovel for the parking lot because they took away the dumpster and it dumped a bunch of st- like rocks oh, okay. and things. And now we need a hotspot. All these little things that you don't think about that you would never put on a budget yes. because who knows? Yes. yes. Um. Yeah, so then I tried to schedule somebody when they came in for a cryo appointment, and the booker wouldn't allow it. So then I had to call booker and sort sort out a problem. I mean, it just is like this all day freaking long. Every day is like this. <laughs> it's like, well, thank God it's a soft opening. Right. Uh, yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah, can you imagine if you had a grand opening yeah. day and just had to be at 100% on so, some random day you had chosen, yeah. I don't know, three months ago? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> even no. a month ago, I, I would have been totally screwed. Yeah. Uh, so, so soft opening has been good for us, although I don't think it's necessarily the best route for everybody. Um, I'm so, 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 so a million times thankful to be able to get this stuff right and to learn and to understand it, um, because I'll do a better job marketing as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I, I think if, like I said, I'm going to go back to I highly recommend don't add a bunch of things you don't know anything about, like I'm doing. Uh, you will cry a lot, uh, but at least have a soft opening. You can work out those things. Find out what yeah. you don't know because you don't know what you don't know. You really don't. You can try, and I, you know me. I plan for everything. I did not plan for anything that happened before 11 a.m. this morning. Right, right. <laughs> and any plans, if yeah. this happens to be the first time listening to the show, mm-hmm. Amy is the most anal retentive person I know in the sense <laughs> of, it's a compliment. Should it's I, a compliment. Offended by that, <laughs> <laughs> and and I would say Brian is right up there with like Brian. loving, very detail yes. oriented, absolute mm-hmm. wants it planned, laid out. Um, 
and me too. I'm the exact, no, I'm the exact opposite. Uh, and, um, <laughs> and you beat out Brian in that sense of like, yes. just absolutely to the T planned out, which is so good when you're running your own business in, some uh, ways. in, oh. in many ways, but, uh, there are absolutely things that we just can't plan for. Right. Right. The shovel right, in the parking right. lot. The <laughs> shovel in the parking lot, the hot, the hot spot to make sure that when your, your, your uh, internet goes down, you can still answer your phone and make your book your appointments and run your credit cards. It can be brutal otherwise. That's so um, <laughs> Do you have, so, um, so I know you said three weeks for float yeah. tanks, so I'm going to assume yes. four weeks for float tanks. Exactly. And then, um, uh, shoot, sorry. <laughs> uh, and then is there a grand opening date? No, uh, there's not at this point. And it's so funny that you just said that because every time I tell people we're, we're working to get the float tanks up by the end of the month, Mark just looks at me. He's like, uh, I don't think so. He, he gives me oh, the look. God. Uh, so that scares me a little bit. Um, <laughs> we're going to do a bigger launch in May. It's not a grand mm-hmm. opening, but I am going to start. I'm going to hit marketing hard in about another week. We're mm-hmm. going to start hitting the marketing hard for about two weeks in hopes that when we hit May 1st, things will really pick up and we'll go from there, which cool. is who knows what the heck's going to happen? We're a college town, and college kids go home at that point. But we'll see. the The hmm. thought is we're going to have a grand opening probably in June. But okay, um, cool. Yeah, give Great. ourselves and a month of. I, I think even you have said. I think mm-hmm. I learned this from you was that your grand opening is kind of your time. Like it's yeah. it, it's good publicity, but it's also like for you to kind of pat yourself on the back and have a good time and yeah. throw your company your business a party. Um, yeah. Like just do your soft opening and get everything else dialed right. on your own time, kind of. The gra- yeah. You don't even have to be open yet to have your grand opening. Exactly. The grand opening really is the time when you can open your doors confidently and you feel good about letting the public in. Hmm. If I open the grand, if I open the doors now and let the public in, there I would I'd be a little ashamed at some of this <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, I, I tried like I tried washing the stainless steel tap, the stainless steel taps with Windex. Yeah, I learned don't do that. It looks horrible. Uh, <laughs> you know, so you're learning those things. Uh, okay. <laughs> they're stainless. They're stainless steel cleaner. That doesn't leave streets. Oh, Windex, oh funny. Mm, Got it. It's horrible. Uh, yeah, so I'm learning these things. So it's oh, that time great. when you're really proud, when you've really worked the kinks out, and mm. you're really proud, and you can sit back and enjoy that celebration. Nice. I could enjoy it now. I'd still be running around trying to make sure things weren't right. falling apart. Totally. No. Okay. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Or, or so early that you can't, uh, I don't know, like, your float tanks aren't set up yet. Like grand, yeah. grand opening. Just check out these float tanks. I don't have anything to do yet because we don't have Epsom salt yet. So just celebrate. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah, and, and really, even now, I can't afford to buy the you know the robes. And fortunately, we bought our towels early on. But I can't find. I can't afford the robes and slippers at the moment. I still got to raise some more money before. Oh my before god. We get those are really done and really ready. Um, yeah, it, it's it's been an adventure for sure, but I'm learning a lot. You know, you, you, this is what happens when you get too cocky, and I do. I got too cocky about this. Um, What's that? You know, I was like, you know, I've got my systems in place, oh. and it's true. I haven't <laughs> done cryo, but I've, you know, observed the industry. I've read a lot. I've listened to things. I've got the systems down. Uh, yeah. I might as well just throw those out the out the door because and let them, like, blow away into the wind. Uh because the reality of it is every place, and I think it's probably the same to a degree with even a franchise or something. Every place has its own quirks. Every place is different mm-hmm. to, you got to go in and, and plan to be unprepared. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of its own skill yeah. set, right? To be able to maintain cool, cool head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and and that is one of the disadvantages of being someone like me who is so um What's who is a planner any? and oh. and very <laughs> step by step and 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 when things don't go my way i'm getting better at it I'm getting better at relaxing and and leaning into it when things don't go my way. Don't ask Mark that because he'll disagree with me. But it's it's not true. I, I am we we got to get him on the show. We really need yeah, to hear no, his No, 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 we don't. We really don't. We really don't. Um, <laughs> but that is one of the disadvantages of being someone like me who's very planned. And I like things in a certain order. I like order. It makes me feel good. Um, they say growth doesn't happen in a comfort zone. And I will tell right. you that I am way out of my comfort zone. <laughs> you are not comfortable. <laughs> but wow. yes, Brian, Brian, that's why I love Brian so much. He and I are the same person. I'm pretty sure that we're related somehow. I'm mm-hmm. not sure how yet, but. We, we really need to do the DNA he's, test. At some point. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, he's definitely my, my brother from another mother for sure. Right. Absolutely. And that's oh why I love goodness. him. Uh, big news. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. It, yeah. Is there is there more? Do you want to share more? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there is, huh? There's always more. Um, but well, we'll get um, Mark on as a guest, and we'll find yeah. out more. Oh no, please don't, because <laughs> he will disagree with me. But I know I'm better. He just doesn't ever thinks I'm better. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> really, I, I want to break down this episode by saying. Mm. The, the the things I did right, soft opening, I'm rolling out new things that I don't know anything about very s- slowly, giving myself the space to do it um, in a way that no one sees me cry. I have time to cry away from public. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's very true. Um, and it gives me a chance to see what our budget's going to be like. And it gives me some uh, some mm. breathing room. And I really mm. like that. And I'm glad we did it this way. I'm glad we shortened our hours. I wish we would have only done five days, quite frankly. Um, I think that would have been beneficial because to have a whole day uninterrupted to do marketing, to do these this bookkeeping, which is making me crazy, um, it would have been lovely. But yeah. um, uh, we're hiring sooner this time. I always encourage people that, to do that. Don't that. wait to hire. Do not wait to hire. You will regret it. It will suck the life out of you. You will, will become will resentful. That is so true. Um, and we laugh. and uh, be because <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it really does. It's happened it really to us. Does. It's true. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, and be flexible. Uh, it's uh, don't be like Amy. Be flexible. (laughs) (laughs) You you'll you won't cry. You won't cry yourself to sleep so often. It'll be much better. So often, yeah. Uh, Still well. But yeah, it's um, but it's good. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, I'm learning learning a lot. It's good times. Oh my goodness. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I just I love that you are making sales I just love that I you too. are pulling the lever with it's, nothing it's on. With and no- that's something I wouldn't <laughs> with, with, with nothing um, and that's something I wouldn't have done before because I, it's like oh everything's not perfect when they walk in the front door my oh, front desk right. is not done my front desk is not built <laughs> I have a big tree root with a piece of glass on it when you walk in the door the rest of my desk is not there but uh, perfection is overrated and I think yeah. you have you have said that multiple times Dylan I think you're the one who, who talks quite a bit about stop waiting for perfection that's... it doesn't matter yeah if you look and at people me, don't you, mind. you know that's the case. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, but people don't mind and they embrace it. I can't believe it. You know, I look at like our floors are unfinished and, and people are like, oh, this looks so modern. This looks so great in here. This is so beautiful. And I'm like, oh, my God. But do you see that mark on the floor? Yes. And you see Ugh. where they go. And it's vicious. I'm just like, but they 
no one sees it. And, you know, Mark had taken notes to his cryotherapy appointment session today. And no one minds. It's okay. They're they're just little uh, bullet points. I wanted him to make sure he got everything. They see the big Uh, picture, not every They see the big picture, yeah. Yeah. And it's been okay. And it's it's been nice to, to hear the really nice things that people have to say. So, yeah. Perfection is overrated. I never nice. thought I'd say it. <laughs> any other any other closing little little yeah. learning modules there? You know, <laughs> um, for any of you going through this right now, first of all, you have my heart. So um, we are in this boat together. I am being reminded of how difficult it can be. And know that you're not alone. There are really great places like um, heading on over to our face, Art of the Foot. Facebook page. If you're having a rough day and you just need mm-hmm. someone to listen to you <laughs> vent, we trust me. You've got a lot of empathetic souls right here. Um, there's places like Float Collective. Mm-hmm. Reach out. It's okay. It's all right to have a bad day. It's all right to feel mm-hmm. frustrated. It's all right to be scared. Um, but it always seems to be a little bit better when you when you have a support system. And I I'm really lucky. I have Dylan. I have Brian. I even have Lance. Although he's not he's not around here as much anymore. Um, I know that if I need somebody to listen anytime, I've got that, and that is invaluable. And there there's a whole community that's willing to be that for you. So so true. So can, very true. Can I uh, actually bring up something I meant to talk about that I forgot to oh. bring up at the top yeah. of the show? Just you, you mentioned the Float Collective and the support. That that's actually exactly what I went through this week. I uh, I um, got some very critical feedback of my photography. That was actually very good feedback, and I um, I, I it really knocked me down uh, emotionally. It really got in my head. And I questioned things and I felt bad and I felt down. And I, for some reason, I'm not one to like whine a whole lot, complain or put it out there, particularly on the social media end of things. But I I went on Float Collective and I said, hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. And didn't really know what to expect or anticipate. But just all the responses were just so warm, sweet. And people talking about how they use the photography, that they do enjoy it, that it's of a certain quality. Um, or that it doesn't need to be perfect as well. Um, and some people were saying like, don't, don't listen to the haters or whatever. And I was like, they weren't, they weren't haters at all. There's actually just what was brutal about it that to my ego was that this was very accurate information (laughs) about how I could improve my photography, like, or what I'm doing wrong, uh, in my photography. Could it have been phrased better, this communication to me? Yes, absolutely. Um, but, uh, that's for me to grapple with uh, the information now that I have it. And it was so nice that I could have your guys support in grappling with that. And it really just turned me around in about 24 hours. I felt so much better, even got a really sweet email as well. Um, that just made me put it. Actually, I think I was laughing out loud, reading the email, Mm -hmm. put a smile on my face. So thank you guys so much. It actually inspires me to want to write a blog post about what I'm doing with my photography, like why I do things a certain way. Um, and, uh, some of the inspirations behind it, kind of, kind of what I'm after, because I feel like when I start talking about it, I'm like, Oh, I don't know that everybody knows this is kind of the angle I'm going or that I know this little bit of information that's good for marketing. So I do it this way or some stuff, little, little things like that, that maybe I should put into a form that 
people can consume and just just know where where I'm coming from when I produce this stuff. And then hopefully we'll begin the feedback loop of, hey, that's a great perspective, but I would prefer it be done this way or did you know this? And then I'll go, oh, okay, maybe I should switch it up and do it that way that kind of thing. So yeah. anyway, sorry, sorry, tangent there. But um, yeah. once you brought it up, I realized I, I was being remiss by not talking about something that was really impactful this week. Yeah. And and that stuff, I, I think it's beautifully, beautifully done. I saw that, uh, that post in Float Collective. Mm-hmm. And first of all, it just it hurt my heart because oh. you are, you just, you do so much work and you do it for the love of the community. I mean, I get to see your heart a little bit more behind the scenes than anybody else. And mm-hmm. you do it for the love of your community. And, you know, like you said, she's a photographer. I'm sure she had, and she, you know, gave you some feedback, but oh my gosh, I hope you never doubt yourself because um, they're amazing and you're amazing. I'm so grateful for, for everything you do. Cause we use, we use the Dylan, the Dylan calm photos at float Nashville and soon at float you alchemy, do. which <laughs> kind of makes me, kind of makes me happy every time I look oh, at them. Nice. So that's really sweet. Thanks to my, my dear friend, my dear friend and partner Mark, who is a Patreon supporter, that's right. I have access to those pictures. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. That, I feel that very is, lucky. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's he's wonderful. A, he's Thanks, a good Amy. egg. Yeah. Well, Amy, um, you know what? I don't know that there's anything else to share other than I love you so much, and I love doing this Aww. podcast with you. I feel the same. Thanks, Thank Dylan. You. Um, I guess there's a little bit of housekeeping we should take care of before yeah. we wrap it up here. Uh, let's see here. Thanks to everybody who is supporting us on, on Patreon uh, and supporting me taking this uh, time to do the photography, but also supporting the podcast here. It does actually, um, we're, we're taking paychecks now. We're actually getting paid to do the podcast um, because of this Patreon. So thank you guys so, 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 so much. Uh, I, I say it means the world to us and it, and it really does. And to those who are listeners and just tune in every week, thank you so much. I, um, I do look at the numbers. I still can't believe that our listenership is growing. Uh, it was really cool to talk to Beck today about last week's episode and, and, uh, say that, you know, hundreds of people have listened to your episode, (laughs) hundreds of people from around the world. And, um, that is actually a very listened to episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think she was kind of, kind of surprised by that and, and warmed, warmed by that or kind of kind of her heart was warm because this is her community this is her float community and uh, pe- people care about her and what's going on with her um, and of course she had some really cool insights as well so yeah just a long-winded way to say thanks for listening everybody <laughs> it really does mean a lot to us uh, if anybody wants to also support us by bookmarking the amazon link uh, that's on our page on the right side of our page if you book that bookmark that anytime you shop it helps support us Thanks, Brian, so much. I know he wasn't on the show tonight, but he is there behind the scenes supporting us. So thanks so much to Brian as well. And uh, thanks to Kim Hannon for taking show notes. I really appreciate that. And I look forward to reading those every week. So again, thanks everybody for listening. Remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week. 